Welcome. My name is Sarah, a trauma recovery coach with Full Circle Wellspring, and this is your Wellspring Wednesday. Let's tap into our inner Wellspring today. This week I want to discuss good enough. You may have heard the term good enough parents. If you have, bear with me while I quickly explain it because I'm actually gonna turn the tables and bend this toward trauma recovery as an adult. For those that haven't heard this term, it's a concept that comes from a British psychoanalyst and pediatrician, Donald Winnicott. He coined the term good enough mother, which was his observations about how mothers hold and nurture their children while attending to their needs. He called this the devoted mother and further realized how the mother's holding techniques helped the child recognize they were safe in their own body as a tiny human. He went on to see how this holding and safety translated to how the child felt safe around others as its human circle grew with other relatives, eventually friends and then lovers. Later, Bruno Bettenheim's book, A Good Enough Parent, really psychoanalyzed this idea. A lot of the focus of his book is on a good enough parent's ability to not attempt to be perfect, which in turn lets them recognize that the tiny human they created also isn't perfect. It allows for flaws and willingness to accept said flaws. It teaches the child how to cope someday with a world that also will not be perfect. The author insists that there is a proper balance between too much parenting and too little parenting. And as you probably remember from a few weeks ago, I am a really huge fan of balancing things. It's the Libra in me. One can overparent into oblivion with massive expectations of the child's accomplishments, servanthood, always demanding the child have a positive attitude, and helicoptering to ensure the child is always safe. This teaches the child that they're only as worthy as their achievements that they're only loved by those who they are serving and only when they are serving, that any emotions are not welcome because they interfere with the need to whitewash the family dynamic to look perfect, and that the child is only safe when a caregiver is there to make certain they are. It creates a perfectionistic tendency, an inability to feel and live on their own dreams and desires, a lack of emotional intelligence, and a feeling of being unsafe with oneself as an adult. Of course, we know more about the underparenting dynamic because this often looks like neglect, abuse, or abandonment. However, it's important to understand the coping skill developed by an underparented child is often parentification of their caregivers, themselves, and to anyone else who looks like they need it. This begins an adult power control cycle from a child who felt like nothing was in their control. Neglect is one of the trickiest psychological abuses because in those developmental years that we spoke on a couple weeks ago, this leaves a child with a void that can be nearly impossible to fill. It's said that as painful as what happened to you was, sometimes it's what didn't happen to you that was worse. And not being loved, cared for, heard, respected, chosen, sought after, or attended to as a baby or a child can have devastating after effects. The good enough parent allows a child to be a child 
and is more focused on their current development than on what they'll be someday as an adult. They parent them because they love them, not because of what value they'll bring to them someday by way of pride or accolades. A good enough parent allows the child a safe space with some distance to learn to trust themselves and a place to grow, play, laugh, be free, make mistakes, learn some consequences, apologize, forgive, understand that this is all part of the human experience. Good enough parents don't overreact at one bad grade or blame the child's worthiness on a lack of ability to do something. Good enough parents allow their child to make mistakes and make atonements. They even admit their own mistakes as well and allow the child to see humility and reparations. They include the child in just enough adult activities and conversations that they get a taste, but not enough that the child gets overwhelmed by adult problems. They give their child just enough responsibility to foster skills of diligence and industry, but not so much that they're workaholic perfectionists who feel terrible resting and playing as adults. So what does all this have to do with trauma recovery? For me and most other trauma survivors, one of the hardest things we have to work through in our journey is reparenting ourselves. In my opinion, it's also one of the most beautiful parts. Reparenting is a topic for an entire new episode, but in reparenting yourself, you can actually find for yourself a good enough life along the way. You can be a good enough parent as an internal adult, and now you can be the good enough parents that you didn't have. With that said, I can also attest that this reparenting has layers. Layers that look an awful lot like the childhood path from infancy to independence. Starting the reparenting process can look a lot like giving birth to yourself all over again. It's painful because the first thing you have to realize and accept is that you didn't have good enough parenting in your childhood. You spend the next while of your recovery in the infancy stage, which is a bit overly self-focused. You need to cry and attend to yourself, hold space for your big emotions, be gentle with yourself, allow yourself to be as needy as often as you must, and to give yourself the basic unconditional tender love an infant is innately worthy of having. From there, you're now sifting through reparenting yourself like a toddler or preschooler, metaphorically looking for independence by trying new things, encouraging yourself along the way, giving yourself comfort when you fall down and get hurt, allowing yourself to try and fail and make mistakes and to be okay with all that. Then comes the primary grade stage, reparenting yourself with this symbolic self-help talks as you build or maybe rebuild your adult social life, one that has boundaries where you have a voice and choice, deciding who you want to hang around with and what kind of activities you want to engage in. Middle school parabolic self then enters into being good enough as your voice grows stronger. You start to discover who you are, who you want to be looking at yourself in the mirror and no matter what, being okay with the weird body that's staring back at you. <sighs> if only we could go back to those crazy hormonal junior high days and not say those creepy things or wear those weird styles and 
not announce to everyone that we're definitely going to be an X career because that's what your parents want. But when you step into the maturing stage of reparenting the inner teenager, this is where you really start to shine on your trauma recovery journey. If your inner infant and inner child can have some serious healing and post-traumatic growth by learning to be okay with themselves, to feel safe inside their body, use their voice and boundaries, make healthy relationship choices, fall in love with who they really are, understand that failure is just a perception and to not be afraid to try new things because they know they'll always have their own back. This is the good stuff because now your reparenting of teenagehood doesn't have to be as painful as what it was when you were a bag of trauma bones. You will know that you are now stand-in good enough parent self that you are free to decide who you actually want to be when you grow up, what you're good at, what you love, and to never be afraid to follow your dreams. This part of the recovery road can often look like a few big life changes. When you start realizing that you've been living your life without proper love or care for yourself, going along with all the social norms, trapped for years listening to your own inner critic, afraid of your own body and your wants and your needs, too nervous to speak your mind or reveal your true self to the world. When you start realizing that, that's now when you've built the freedom enough through trauma recovery to leave a bad relationship, walk away from a job that you aren't passionate about, take that mini retirement trip, end a friendship that's been holding you back, and not accepting indifference or ambivalence in any area of your life. Well, friends, to me, that looks like full circle healing, if I do say so myself. The self-loved, confident, non-judgmental, good enough person you can become is the reason you started making the pivot and changing the course of your path in the first place. Like I said, I know personally that reparenting is an uppermost step in healing. And I welcome you to start small by just letting yourself mourn for what happened to you or for what you lacked in your developmental years. One of my favorite passions right now is helping people heal inner child wounds. If this episode has you recognizing a need to reparent yourself, I would love to hear from you. Click on the connect tab on my website in the link below and send me a message. Maybe it's time to see if my good enough coaching is right for you. Either way, never give up on your inner child. Healing is completely possible and possible to complete. Thank you for joining me for this week's Wellspring Wednesday. For more info, resources, support groups, classes, one-to-one private coaching, and more, visit www.fullcirclewellspring.com. For the latest info on schedules and updates, follow us on Facebook at Full Circle Wellspring. All other media, social links, blogs, and show notes are posted in the episode guide below. Until next time, be well, survivors.